Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi and welcome to Frequency Cast number 46, the UK's online digital TV and technology show, the show that's based on feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me as ever is our tech guru, Pete. In today's show, a look at wireless hotspots, what's available and how to find your nearest Wi-Fi hotspot. Here's a look at what else we're covering in today's tantalising take on technology. An update on the Freeview HD timetable. Got room on your desk for a chumbi? We get hands-on. BBC on the Wii and radio hits the joggler. We get up close with a truly magical TV remote control. Plus your questions on Home Hub, Slingbox and Freesat. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. The big news of the month is Freeview HD, which officially launches tomorrow, the 2nd of December 2009. BBC HD will be the only channel available at launch, and it will only be available in the Manchester and London areas. The big issue for early adopters looking to get Freeview HD is that there are currently no set-top boxes available that will receive Freeview HD. Hmm, does make for a bit of a quiet launch. The race is on for the first HD box to appear on the market. We understand that Korean firm Kaon could have a box out before Christmas, with a Humax box and then a Philips-branded Pace box both set to appear early next year. Freeview HD will be rolled out slowly over the next two years, with 50% of the UK set to be able to receive it by June 2010. ITV and Channel 4 won't be launching until early next year. See our show notes for links to the Freeview HD timetable and our FAQ. Keep an eye on our news blog for updates this month. Next, we reviewed the O2 Joggler back in show 41, a cross between a digital photo frame, fridge door, media player and a tabletop content browser. O2's now made this more attractive, slashing the price to under £100 and adding an internet radio app for free. There's also an app store planned to be launched later this month. Links on our show notes. Next, SatNavs. The race for the best iPhone SatNav app continues. TomTom has just released a free upgrade which offers text-to-speech conversion, so it now reads out street names. The end of the road, turn left, A13, London Road, then left turn ahead. See our show notes for links to a review of the main three iPhone nav apps. Sticking with iPhone, it was only a matter of time, but the first reports of a serious iPhone worm are out. This fishes for details for those logging onto ING Bank from an iPhone. The worm only affects jailbroken iPhones. Next, some Nintendo Wii news. The BBC iPlayer now has its own dedicated Wii channel that you can download from the Wii's store. This will let you watch BBC TV shows for free on your Nintendo Wii. Staying with the BBC iPlayer, you can expect iPlayer content to come to Freesat in the next few weeks, with the ITV player coming to Freesat by July 2010. You'll need to connect your Freesat box to the internet. We'll have details of this on our website as soon as the service becomes available. Three other quick snippets. The BBC is to launch an online radio service that will stream 400 BBC and commercial radio stations. This is due by the first half of next year. Next, Living TV 2 has just rebranded to Living It, and a quick reminder that the ITV Teletext service will be finishing on the 15th of December. Ah. And finally, Give and Ye Shall Receive. Those gadget hounds at Firebox have just started a global secret Santa, trying to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Send a gift and a message to a stranger, and get one back from somewhere else in the world. Just £9 to take part. 
Someone out there in the world will be getting a special present from the guys here at Frequency Cast. Take part in the world's biggest secret Santa today. Link on our show notes. Thanks, Pete. For more on what we've covered today, check out our news blog at www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news. Frequency Cast. Now Focus. So, from the severity of the news to the fun of the focus, what are we focusing in on today? Today we're talking wireless hotspots. Wireless hotspots. Very nice. Didn't we do something on this before? Yeah, about five or six shows ago we talked about mobile internet and how to get the internet over a mobile phone connection using those little dongles. I remember that. So what have you got for me now? Well, that's a semi-expensive way of actually getting an internet connection. You have to have a dongle which has a SIM card in it and uses the mobile phone network. Now that can be quite pricey and it can be a little tricky to set up. So why not get something that's cheaper and faster and a little bit easier? Sounds good to me. So what have you got? Well, these are these hotspots. So if you go to a coffee shop or a restaurant or a hotel or an airport, you may find you get free Wi-Fi using a hotspot. Oh, I think I know what you mean. The little Wi-Fi sign on the front door on those burger bars, you know, the one where you have to go through the golden arches to get to them, and um, those sort of planetary coffee bars out in the, you know, the galaxy. You, you do realise we're, we're not the BBC and we are allowed to advertise, so we can say McDonald's and we are allowed to say Starbucks. I was actually talking about Burger King and uh, Costa Coffee. I just fancy a Wappuccino, actually. Sorry, what's that? So, yes, there are... Latte? So, yes, there are a number of wireless hotspot providers. The biggest one is probably BT Open Zone. Right, OK. So, I guess they've got a logo of their own, have they? Yeah, there is a special BT Open Zone logo that you need to look out for. Now, you'll find Open Zones at uh, Starbucks. There are 600 Starbucks that have got uh, BT Open Zone in. Also, places like Cafe Nero at Road Chef, which I think... I think it's probably Little Chef. Oh, right. They changed their name, did they? I think Little Chef changed their name because of the. it was a sort of a fat guy that was the logo and healthy eating. I think they've obviously gone with Road Chef. Uh, also, is that is that politically correct? I mean, Little Chef. I mean, is that like saying Dwarf or Midget Chef or something? I mean, I'm a little bit concerned here. You've gone from a fat bloke and that's fattest, isn't it? Well, what are we doing here? <laughs> no idea. Uh, so, yes, Road Chef, Hilton, Starbucks, Cafe Nero um, are all BT open zoned up. Oh, that's all right then. And BT Open Zone claim to have half a million hotspots. What, you mean like grills? <laughs> well, you see, they use FON to extend their network as well. Isn't that something like you measure sound by or something? Or is this spelled? No, this is F-O-N, isn't it? F-O-N. Okay. Um, yes, we did talk about this a little while ago, but it's worth just briefly touching on. So this is the Home Hub. You know our good friend, the BT Home Hub? Oh, yeah. What you can do if you have a Home Hub is you can opt in to BT Fon, which basically makes your BT Home Hub become a free wireless access point that other BT Fon users can also make use of. Okay, that makes sense. And this is the one we had that little map for the other day, isn't it? So you can actually pinpoint who's got them. Yeah, let me just pass you the laptop screen there. So you can see that is where I live. And actually, I have a home hub at home at the moment. So I have my home hub there with a little blue dot. Oh, you've moved. And if you look look around me, how many hotspots are there? Yeah, it was about 30, I would have thought. Which is actually quite a lot. So these are all BT Home Hub users that are prepared to share a tiny part of their bandwidth. So if I want to drive past one of these houses, I should be able to get a a free wireless connection. Can I ask a question? Why are some of these dots bigger than others? Uh, It's a larger base, so there's two hubs in that area. Oh, I see. Very clever. So actually, there's probably more than 30 there. Uh, Yeah. 
and that is a fairly small area that's what about uh that's about 10 streets by two streets there yeah 30 or 40 hubs which is actually quite a lot wow impressive so yeah if you go with bt open zone you do get about half a million free hotspots in the uk which is pretty good right so if you've got a bt home hub actually you've got access to around about half a million free wireless hotspots in the uk if you don't have a home hub you can still get to bt open zone it'll cost you five pounds a month which is cheaper than a lot of mobile contracts Uh, and for that you get 500 minutes or you can go on a pay-as-you-go basis 15p a minute for your wireless connection okay what other suggestions have you got though well, the other biggie is the cloud. Okay, there's a storm brewing. Let's hear it. So, the cloud are the big rivals to BT Open Zone. They have their presence in McDonald's. They give out presents in McDonald's. What, like free Happy Meals? Absolutely. So, they have a slightly different offering. They are six ninety nine a month. So, that's two pounds more than BT Open Zone, but that is unlimited. So, you're not limited down to five hundred minutes, which is pretty good. Uh, that does limit you down though to one device. So, it takes the MAC address from your laptop or your phone and ties your account to that particular device. If you want multiple devices, you're talking a tenner a month. Right, okay. So any other options we should go with? Yeah, the other one worthy of a mention, the third one out there, T-Mobile. They have uh, their own T-Zones all over the place. They're most commonly associated with trains, though. Uh, Virgin have got them on a lot of their trains, and some of the East Anglia services have got... uh, T-Mobile logos up on their windows, yes, little stickers. I've seen them. I know them, yeah. yeah. Like the Wi-Fi one, but it's T-Mobile, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. So, yes, wireless on a train, um, again, from your laptop via the likes of T-Mobile as well. So what I'm getting here is, depending on what sort of user you are, which service is more appropriate or applicable to you, i.e. if you're a commuter on the train and you can get T-Mobile, is that right? Absolutely, yeah. I think if you're a McDonald's addict, then the cloud may well be for you. Uh, if you like your coffee, then Starbucks and Cafe Nero going with BT Open Zone's good. And if you're a bit of a, a wanderer, these half a million or so points for BT Open Zone definitely worth uh, worth considering. And of course, a lot of train journeys, Heathrow Express, uh, then you may want uh, T-Mobile, of course. Fair enough. So how can you actually tell which is best for you? I mean, what if you're like a travelling salesman style thing, you're using the train to get from A to B, for example, um, uh, and you're using cafes, etc. and so forth to do business. I mean, really, don't we need a sort of generic service that covers everyone? Well, that would be nice. There are a few roaming services that do let you do that. What I would say is it's well worth having a look at a hotspot locator service on the web. My favourite is one called JI Wire, which um, points out over 286,000 wireless hotspots, which is pretty good. Uh, I've got a page on my laptop here. Let me just task to that. So that's where we are now. And you can see, see that there? Oh, yeah, I got you. So you've got a list of all of the uh, local hotspots. Google Maps there with a little logo showing you where they all are. Nice. It tells you which provider uh, you're with. It gives you the speed and the security settings. You can also rate how uh, effective these wireless points are, which is quite nice. Oh, that's good. So you can interact with this site and and actually give your own opinion as well. Absolutely. The other one worth a mention is totalhotspots.com. Again, Google Maps. And when you hover over one of these, it actually pops up all the services it offers. So the one nearest to us, let me just put the, uh, the mouse over that. So we've got the cloud, BT Open Zone, Nintendo, Skype, Restaurant. So it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a useful service. That's yeah, very good. And I see you've whacked your iPhone out whilst we've been going through that, or I've been looking at your website and stuff. Yeah, this is good. If you've got an iPhone from O2, you actually get both cloud and BT open zone. So you've pretty much covered all your bases uh, with an iPhone. But there's a lovely little app on here called Wi-Fi Zone UK. If I just start this up, this will detect where we are based on uh, our GPS signal and our cell bases and give me a nice list of all of the hotspots with a map. So here we can see there's one 0.9 miles away. It's a cloud. So this will say cloud, open zone, T-Mobile, and so on. Right, this is all very good. 
I've got a laptop. I'm in McDonald's. How safe is it? Is this going to be looked at by everyone in McDonald's? Do I have to share my burger and chips and my information? <laughs> okay, so the way it works is you turn up at your McDonald's or your Starbucks, open up your laptop, and you have to do a scan for wireless networks. And if there's one of these hotspots in range, you just simply connect to it and you're on. What you do normally have to do is go to the web browser application and try and hit a page and it will load up an open zone or a cloud page asking you to log on. Once you've logged on, you're connected to the internet and off you surf. But it isn't actually that secure. Now, there was a feature on the BBC a little while ago uh, stating how insecure this actually is. And it's very easy for crooks to create a false wireless hotspot for you to log into. And then every time you type anything, they can capture what you're typing. That's not very good. So the advice is be incredibly careful. A lot of people will go in and log on to something like Hotmail. Of course, they're then typing in their Hotmail or their Google Gmail passwords, which could, in theory, be intercepted. So do be very, very careful uh, and do be aware that you could have people snooping on your hotspot activities, which is not too good. So there's no way of securing it. There is one which involves using a VPN, which is a little bit techie for people to get set up. But you can find advice on the websites for OpenZone Cloud and T-Mobile on how to set up a VPN. Now, that is end-to-end secure. So if you are going to do anything from a wireless hotspot, investigate the VPN option. Can we put some information about that up on the website? Or shall we actually tell them that information? No, it's a good idea. We'll get some links on how to use VPN up on our show notes. Okay, then. Uh, Can't you have your own hotspot, though? Yeah. A couple of shows back, we talked about MiFi which is this um, service that basically lets you carry a portable wireless hotspot with you. That's definitely worth a look, especially if you've got a couple of devices that you want to use. And it's basically a modem, has a SIM card in it, connects to the mobile phone network, and then makes itself your own personal wireless hotspot. They are pretty secure, and recently they've dropped the price from... used to be £15 a month on three. It's now £12 a month. For that, you get a one gig allowance. Or pay-as-you-go, again, that price has dropped as well. 50 quid for the modem, £10 a gig. That's not bad. Let's move on. The next item we're looking at comes in this rather attractive hessian bag with a little bit of string at the top. That's good. It's like a gym bag. It's got plimsolls in it. And we're doing this review because we've been nagged by one of our regulars, Michael Johnson. He's been banging on in our forum about this thing called a chumbie, and we've now got one to review. Chumbie? Is it a cuddly toy? Now, Michael's been extolling the virtues of this gadget, and we were a little bit sceptical until we were able to get hold of one for review. And actually, they are rather clever. So let me just unpack this from this weird hessian bag. First of all, you open the hessian bag, and inside is another hessian bag. Here's a whole collection of hessian bags. It's like a wash kit. Oh no, it's got a plug in it. Oh. Okay, now we need to just plug that into the mains lead. Okay, then we have another little bag that's got sort of, what's that? It's an octopus logo on it. Well, they've all got octopus logos on them. And in here, hold your hand out. Um, rubbers. Little creatures. There's a cloud and a sort of a hedgehog thing and a sort of a fish thing. That's another octopus. It's a hedgehog upside down. Is an octopus, yeah? But the main thing is this. Devil to get out. There we go. Right, hold that. Good grief, what is this? This is, uh, is it, it's, uh, it's got USB things on the back, A and B. It's got headphone port, it's got mains in, it's got an on-off switch, it's got two speakers. It's plastic on the back, it's all soft and leathery on, on the main side. But is that a screen on the front there? Three and a half inch touchscreen. A three and a half inch touchscreen. So it's quite, you know, it's quite durable. You can sort of pat it and shake it about a bit and it's a thing. It's like a hacky sack with a screen on it, isn't it? <laughs> right, so go on then, let's go, we're going to fire this up. You should see the screen light up. Oh, that was very fascinating. So there we go, it's switched on. Now, uh, what I'm going to do, it's, it's just come up in its sort of cold startup mode, and there's a tutorial you can run through. And I think it's just worth sticking the microphone to the back of this unit and just hearing a little bit of this tutorial, because it explains what it does better than I do. Okay, off you go then. Hello, 
On behalf of everyone here at Chumbi Industries, I'd like to welcome you to our interactive guided tour. The Chumbi is always on and always connected to the internet. You get connected by using the control panel, which appears when you squeeze the top of the Chumbi. It's a touch screen, so later you can tap the settings button to get connected. The Chumbi plays endless loops of small, single-purpose applications called widgets that you add to your Chumbi from your PC at chumbi.com. There's all kinds of content: news, photos, clocks, watch lists, music. The Chumbi is an internet buffet. You get to have everything you care about and nothing you don't. Some widgets are just for viewing, and others you have to tap to make something happen. Oh, that's very informative and actually good fun to use. Uh, what else does it do, Pete? Inspire me. So it is pretty clever. Now let's go on through its sort of tutorial. I've already set this up with an account on a PC. So you create an account on a PC and pair it with this. And basically, there's something like 1,500 widgets that people have written or companies have released that you can add to your profile. So you go onto this directory on the website and add different applications, which are sent over the air to the Chumbi,、uh, which means you can just sit there and have it like a rolling slideshow. So I'm going to put it into my slideshow mode. Okay.、So、see that's. So you can see that's got BBC News on the screen at the moment. Okay. Okay. Now the screen's flipped to an RSS reader. That's actually loading up our forum. So that's the Frequency Cast forum. So it's showing you the last three posts on the Frequency Cast forum. Oh, that's clever, and it scrolls automatically through there, does it? Yeah. And now it's going to flick again. There's a little clock in the corner telling you when it's about to flip onto the next page. A bit like a personal CFAX service, isn't it? Really, it only goes through sites and and things that you're interested in. Pretty much. Now it's just flicked onto Facebook. There are three little Facebook apps that show you people's statuses or how many unread messages you've got. That kind of thing. Right. Okay. Now it's flipping off to BBC News Twenty Four, and this just keeps continuously scrolling. And you can pause it at any time, can you? You can pause and interact with it. So it's now moved on to. Oh, I've actually got. You see, the next one is Am I Hot or Not? So you've got pictures of people that you can rate. So what are we? What are we rating her out of ten for her? Oh, seven. Okay. So you can tap on seven there. And okay, so the average internet rating for her is eight point nine. So you see, we've kind of underestimated her gorgeousness there. But as you're actually interacting with it, it pauses the clock, so I can sit and interact with this for as long as I want, and it won't automatically move on to the next one. But when I get bored and leave it alone, it will time out and move on to the next sequence. Oh, that's actually quite a smart idea. Can you actually set those timings, or are they automated? Nope, you can set them. That's nice. Absolutely. So this is really perfect for just sitting on your desk. And it constantly updates you. So I've added a whole bunch of feeds that's useful to us here at Frequency Cast. It's actually done with Adobe Flash, so you can do Flash movies. So things like dogs cleaning your screens and and videos and all just all manner of things. It's pretty clever. Excellent. So here's just a quick summary of what I've got loaded. I've got、um, the old BBC test card. Do you remember that clock there? The old BBC clock. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Between programs, isn't it?、Uh, BBC Weather. I've got on here Facebook, Twitter, a different Facebook view,、uh, Daily Dilbert cartoon, Hot or Not, LinkedIn status, and a couple of sort of little comedy clips. And you can just add, drag them around the screen, drop them into the order you want, and click on Customize to change the duration. So this is a little bit like the Joggler, really. Only it's kind of、um, shockproof outer casing to it. It's more for any member of the family, including two-year-olds that like to throw phones around and things like that. Is it not a bit similar to the Nabbers tag? Wasn't that trying to do an audio version of the same thing? Really, Nabbers tag would read standard RSS feeds, but wasn't quite as flexible as this. And of course, all it did was speak to you, whereas this is a full color touchscreen. Yeah, I think this is leagues ahead in that sense. Although the Nabbers tag did have moving arms and legs, and didn't its ears come off with detachable magnets or something? <laughs> That's great. We should do the Nabbers tag again. It was, it was quite good in hindsight. The clever bit though is there's this little button at the top here, right? Okay. 
and what that does is it brings up the menu and you can see there's a few other features here uh, so if we look at the menu here so we can change the order on the uh, device itself you've also got a music button so you can press play and it will take you to a music screen in there is access to podcasts nice access to streaming radio services like uh, Pandora and Shoutcast and you can plug in a USB stick with your own music on the back oh cool so you can actually just use it as an MP3 player or something absolutely and you can actually plug in an iPod to it as well and then remotely control your iPod from here so there you go that is the Chumbi very very powerful little device I, I'm with Michael one of our regulars on this this is actually a surprisingly powerful device if anyone out there's actually got a Chumbi and wants to get in touch with us my chumby is called Frequency Cast, so send me a message. It's a surprise, isn't it? Um, so I can't help but notice you've got a big long thing in your hands. Uh, could you tell me what that is? I can. This is not a toy. This is a finely tuned instrument of control. Is that right? Okay. So go on then, describe this for us. Hold on a minute, let me get it out of the box. Oh dear, I almost dropped everything oh. then. <clears throat> oh so this is a box about, what's that, 50 centimetres long? Yeah, I'd give it a 50. Yeah, it's just over a foot, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going with that. Inside, we've got a sort of a red lining on the uh, on the inside of this box. Yeah, actually, it reminds me of, you know, the uh, you get these Chinese balls, don't you? It's the same lining as that. It's all very, uh, like, embroidered, posh packaging, really, actually. And it's got a, what looks like a, um, a is this something from Harry Potter, by any chance? This is a magic wand. Well, aren't they all magic? I mean, doesn't that come with the territory? Okay, so here we have a black wand. I'd say that's about 40, 50... um, Yeah, it's about 40 centimetres long. Okay, and you may notice it's doing something odd when you put it in your hand. It's making a bit of a noise. Let's just... Let's put it right up close to the mic and see if we can pick this up. Yeah, it seems to be, like, pulsating. Actually, I feel this in my hand. You know that. Okay, so what I want you to do is take the wand very carefully in your hand and sort of flick it upwards. So flick it from um, completely uh, horizontal to vertical. Quick flick. Now, how many times did that pulse? Uh, Three. Okay, now try flicking it down. Uh, That pulsed four times. Right, now what? Well, hold on a minute. Did, did, you, did you see that? The telly just changed channel. <laughs> Uh, just so people realise, um, we actually have a television set in the studio, but obviously, for obvious reasons, we don't have the volume up, but it's so we can monitor the news, the technology news. <laughs> None of it ever comes in. I don't know why we've got the telly. Can't we get rid of it? Was it so we can play with this? <laughs> I think it's for CFAX, so you can get weather forecasts and things on it. But anyway, that's another story. So what this is doing is this is actually a TV remote control. So here we go. I'll flick up again. Good grief. You've done it again, haven't you? What happens if you go left? Ah, uh, that's volume. So if I flick to the left, you can see the little sign saying that the volume's going down. So left, 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 left. Oh, look at you. Flick up, there's Channel 5, ITV2, ITV3. Isn't that clever? I always thought you were a geek. What with the glasses and the bow tie? Right, Harry? Have you ever seen that picture of Pete on the website? He does look like Harry Potter. You're such a geek. But this is great. I like the toy. So this thing has 13 different motions that it can recognise. So it's got a sort of a rotate anti-clockwise and clockwise, which you can use for volume. Flick up, flick down, tap it on the side once, double tap on the side, uh, double tap on the top, and you can sort of do this big swish. And also you can sort of stab it forward like you're doing sword fighting and pull it back. And that can do other things like change channels or switch AV to something else, control a video, uh, maybe push it forward to eject a DVD, that sort of thing. Can you get this to control your wife? Like if when you thrust it forward, you can get this to go, ouch. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure someone out there has got a wife that needs controlling. <laughs> Take someone's eye out with this, though. Ouch. <laughs> so there you go. And if you look at the very tip of this magic wand, 
Oh, I see. It has an infrared thing, doesn't it? So this is actually a learner. So what you do is you tap it on the side a couple of times, put it into learning mode, do the action you want, like a left swipe, then press the corresponding button on your remote control into this, and it will remember what you've done and associate it with a particular swipe. So you've got 13 motions. You can control your telly, control your hi-fi. You can even control your lights if you've got an infrared light switch. Anything that takes remote control, this thing will do it. And there's me thinking you turned on a strobe, but really you're waving that wand around and the lights keep flicking on. It's your fault, isn't it? So for the uh, show-off that's got a really good home hi-fi system, possibly the best Christmas present for them? I think this is phenomenal. But I actually see another application with this, because you know, like some people, it's like I remember my grand getting old, and... Um, she used to have trouble with the remote, you know, pointing it in the right direction. But this would be brilliant. She was good at waving sticks at people, you know, hitting you over the head with a walking stick and all that stuff. It's a fair point, actually. It's a very easy-to-use remote control. If you just program it up to do certain things, like turn the TV on, off, change the channel and turn the volume, um, this is actually quite a, a, an easy thing to use. It'd be great to take to a fancy dress party, wouldn't it? You can start turning on off the telly during the night. <laughs> so there you go. That's the amazing magic wand for changing your channel. Take a look at our show notes. There's a picture and a link on how to get one of these slightly cheaper than in the shops. Can you stop turning the telly over? Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time now for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. Got a tech question for us or a comment on the show? Find out how to get in touch at www.frequencycast.co.uk. First off, Robert Madsen called our podline number on 0208133 to ask for some help with his BT Home Hub and Windows 7. Uh, my name's Robert Madsen. Now I've got Windows 7. The uh, adapter disc for broadband uh, will not play. And I'm wondering if uh, the uh, BT discs are compatible with Windows 7. Well, Robert, the good news is that you don't actually need to use the software that's supplied on the CD by BT to get your home hub up and running. In fact, you may actually be better off not using the software that's supplied because it does tend to install unnecessary software. To access your hub, go to a web browser on a connected machine and type bthomehub.home. There's lots more help and tips on how to configure a home hub at www.hubhelp.co.uk. Next, another potline call, this time from Drew, who's looking for help getting satellite TV installed at a number of blocks of flats. Hi, it's uh, Drew Trelaw from Layla near Staines in uh, North Surrey. Uh, what I want to know is, yes, I know I can use a Sky satellite dish to receive Sky as well as Freeview. Can I use the FreeSat satellite uh, dish and what kit would I need to put with it in order to obviously pick up uh, Freeview Digital as well as should we opt for it to pick up um, Sky Satellite as well. Thanks very much. Cheers. Well Drew, the good news is if you're considering installing a satellite dish, both FreeSat and Sky use the same dish type pointing at the same group of satellites. So getting a Sky dish will also allow you access to the free-to-view satellite channels and FreeSat. Your tenants can then choose whether to go for a Sky subscription or go for the free-to-view option. And now, Robert with a Slingbox question. My name's Robert Palmer and I'm from Birmingham. And my question is, I've got a Slingbox running, Slingbox Classic. The software's on the PC, but for some reason I can't turn over. It won't let me turn over. Hi Robert. Slingbox lets you control a set-top box over the internet. If you find you can't control a device, first off check that your infrared eyes from the Slingbox are pointing at the box sensors correctly. Secondly, check you're using the correct remote control codes. See support.slingmedia.com for a full list of IR control numbers. 
And now an email from Nathan Harvey. He says, I've just become a listener to your show over the last four months and was immediately hooked. The other day I decided to dedicate some time to looking at the website and I was impressed to find you actually include the script for the focus section of your shows. I am partially deaf in one ear and although I do not require this additional service, at times it can be helpful, i.e. seeing the spelling of product names and companies, especially when you're writing your Christmas list. I found myself listening to the show whilst reading it on screen. Good fun. It was a little like one of those read-along audiobooks. You know, the ones where they say, when you hear this sound, turn the page. Only, of course, I didn't have to do that. Good work, guys. Now, thanks for that, Nathan. Um, just so you know, these aren't actually show scripts. These are actually transcribed post the show. And for those of you who are interested, these can be found on the show notes. They're right at the bottom on our website at www.frequencycast.co.uk. And we've got another email in here from Matthew W. from Bedrock Radio, serving Queen's Hospital. Their station carries FrequencyCast. So a hi there to all our Bedrock listeners. Matthew asks, On my iPhone, I get a weak signal here at the radio station. Would it be worth investing in an O2 dongle despite the signal being weak? Pete. Well, if you're finding your signal is weak on an O2 iPhone, it'll probably be weak on an O2 dongle as well, I'm afraid. There are a number of other mobile dongles out there that you could consider. It might make sense to check your data coverage on other networks. Perhaps if any of your friends or co-workers have maybe a 3 or a T-Mobile phone, see if their 3G coverage is better than yours on O2. Also, make sure you get yourself a pay-as-you-go dongle to test the coverage, otherwise you may find yourself tied to a 12-month contract. Check out the links on our show notes for some of the other options. We've had lots of podline calls this month, so keep them coming fast and furious. And uh, don't forget the number is 0208-133-4567. You can also email us via our website with your comments. If you've got your mobile phone handy, you might want to add our magic text number to your phone address book. The number is 07882-043-521. If you see or hear anything interesting, drop us a text. That's a standard text message number. No premium rate stuff here. Yeah, thanks for that, Pete. That's quite important to mention, actually. Now, here's a podline call from probably our youngest listener. I'm Rebecca. I'm on the Brian the Brain website. I know that you can, like, add a friend or something on it, but I don't know how, because I've done it before, but I've lost the instruction, like, manual. Bye. Hi there, Rebecca, both from me and Brian. Hey, what's happening? It's a very simple answer. All you need to do is press the function button located to the right of the space bar. Now, using the cursor switch at the bottom of the control pad, move it 13 times to the left, and eventually it comes up with add a friend. Then press the enter button and follow Brian's instructions. Well, well, what do you know? Also, a quick hi to some new listeners. FrequencyCast is now being broadcast on TCR-FM in Tamworth, Staffordshire. Thanks for all your feedback. Got a question? Get in touch via www.frequencycast.co.uk. And when you hear this sound, you've finished interaction. Frequencycast. Shutdown in progress. So that's all for this show, show 46. For details on what we've covered today, news updates and to get in touch, go to the listener section of our website. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button and sign up. We're at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Sign up and keep an ear out for our next tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. <laughs>